99 drinks still left to go Welcome all in and enjoy the show It's me though, I'm the host You know, so sit back, relax, grab a snack and let's go What's going on? No, my hi to my. You've made it back to another episode of the 99 Dreams podcast. And today I've got a hell of a guest for you guys. We're going to bring on some Fanonga. She's got some connections here in Taranaki. Of course, we're always bringing in Fano from Taranaki Maunga. So let me introduce to you, everybody, Danny. What's good, Danny? How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? No, I'm good. We're here. We're here. We're chilling. It's been a good year so far. How about you? You yeah. had a good year so far? So far. What are we, 11 days in now? So but, far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> That's all good. That's, just build. Keep building. Keep building. Make okay. it bigger and make it better. Okay. okay, okay. But before we get into any further, can we get a bit of a call why Norway? Who you are and where you're from? Yeah, sure. So um, I was born and pretty much raised until my high school years in um, Taranaki, well, South Taranaki, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, born in New Plymouth, but grew up in Karatea and then moved to Haura, um, like middle of primary school. Um, and then we made the big move to Hamilton, which I get lots of crap for. Um, and that was when I was just in starting year eight. So it was quite a change coming from down there to like a big city. But um, yeah, and then currently living in Dunedin, studying, which is cool. But yeah, that's a bit about me. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll, we'll peel a few more layers back and get to know a little bit more about Danny as the podcast goes on. But no surprises, we've got yet another student from Otago. But let's let's see, what what, what are you studying down there, Danny? Uh, so currently, I my major is in um, health sciences, but multi health, and my minor is in Pacific Health, which is really cool. And um, I'm hoping by the end of all of this that I will be a dentist and I like to say it out loud and to people so that it's like I'm held accountable for it and like it's just something I really have to do because it's something I want so yeah 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 uh, surely once you become a dentist we'll get you back on the show and then you can tell everyone that you, did it, you made it yeah cool and that they have to brush their teeth and all of that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, understand it. Brush, floss twice a day. Don't forget to rinse with mouthwash. Exactly. Sounds good. <laughs> so what does Māori Health and Pacific Health entail? Um, so I'm quite new to it because my first year was just mainly science-based um, and I did a few Māori papers in my second semester. Um, it's a lot of focus around the public health system. So, you know, like obviously Māori and Pacific Health is... Um, probably at a low and especially in comparison to just general um, like Kiwis I guess that um, are able to access healthcare and all of that so it's just like a good way to look at the stats um, look at how bad they actually are and hopefully encourage people you know my own people and Pacific people as well to um, you know get in there help themselves and help their um, like the next generations as well because it is really, yeah, bad. And I'm, I'm currently in Northland because my parents live here. Um, so it's crazy to see even the difference from, um, like, I don't know, Hamilton, Dunedin and Northland, just how bad the healthcare is, you know, or, like, how inaccessible it is to people. Yo, yeah. do you have any, like, 
understanding as to why that's happened or is it just uh, it's just occurred? There's a few things, I think. Um, a lot of it comes down to, well, not a lot of it, but some of it definitely comes down to racism. Um, I've actually spoken to many people, even just since living in Northland, um, that don't want to go to the dentist, don't want to go to the doctor because they feel that they're being judged um, like preemptively. So um, especially the dentist, I think, because, I don't know, like it's hard enough getting to the dentist as it is. It's expensive, you know, we all eat pretty crap anyway. Um, and so their teeth can be quite bad. And I think it's like half, you know, embarrassment, half the prejudgment thing. And then also the cost. It's quite expensive, um, healthcare in New Zealand. So that would definitely make it harder, I think. Yeah, 100%. Those are some intense barriers because, yeah, yeah and, and oral health is such like a, a personal thing too. Yeah. Like you don't want to be told that your breast stinks and you got no. like, rotten teeth and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, and like everyone wants to be confident with their smile, you know. It's like the centre of your face. So it's hard. Everyone wants that Chris Brown smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys ever like judge celebrities and like people by their like teeth and stuff like that? Are you like, oh, man, this guy needs like those Invisaligns and shit like that I honestly I'm real bad like I will look at people and me personally I don't really notice unless I've got really like white teeth or like really the opposite end I probably won't like even think twice um but yeah I don't know probably there's there's like so many people out there probably that are like screaming to be helped um in that area but it's just so hard to get to I think Yo, for sure. And you did touch on as well, like um, one of the biggest barriers to the dentist other than that, you know, the insecurity about you know, your oral hygiene is is the price. Yeah. Do you know why the price is so expensive? Is it because of the expertise of the practitioners or is it just because it's, uh, it's a cool thing to do is hike up the price? Yeah, well, I think it's just because they can because it's a private, you know, sector of the healthcare system. So they just can, like there's no government funding unless you're under 18. So why wouldn't they charge? Like they've got that doctor title and they have the skills and people need it. So I think it's more of like a self, you know, like they, it's for them. It's not for the people, which is the opposite of what I want to do. And like, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to make a living, but I feel like there's corners that people can cut, you know, to make it a bit easier on certain people. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I definitely understand that. Like, is it a profession where the prices are for them to help break even or are they well overpriced that they're making mad bank? It's hard to say. And like, I, I'm not a dentist, so I can't really like start exposing, you know, <laughs> because I don't know. But I personally, just from like things that I've seen and like things that I do know, because I do have friends that are dentists and like they do mention things. A lot of them are multi health based you know like that's their goal so um it is like they do inform me a lot about how they um cut prices and things like I've got two friends these aren't the ones I'm talking about but I do have two friends um who work for Waikato Dental and they or Hiram runs it and then my friend Terry works there um and like honestly they're like my inspo because they not only work really, really hard, um, but they started uni at like a later age too, which is cool because like I'm older. And um, they just, they are out to help the people. Like they do um, this day, I think it's once a year, it might be more, but where they just um, 
from a certain time to a certain time it's just free so like people can just go in um obviously there'll be lines and there's waiting and stuff and they probably try and see everyone but can't you know but it's just so cool to see that kind of stuff because then people are more likely to head in and like get stuff done that they would never ever do so yeah do you think now with like a lot of people being exposed for overpricing everything like mark cuban has just brought it like well not just brought but a little while ago he's brought his own pharmaceutical company and they're selling it at 15 percent markup from retail price compared to other um, american pharmaceutical companies yeah which are charging like three four hundred dollars for one month's worth of uh, medication where he'll charge like 36 dollars for three months worth of medication do you think there's gonna be a time where they'll have you know premium dentists that charge the hundreds versus like community dentists that won't charge as much for general population wait sorry nobody it cut out that's all good um how much did you hear i heard you say something about premium dentists oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so it's, it's like um do you think they'll become uh there will come a time when um you'll have like new dentists coming through that will offer those services like your friends where they just open the clinics up for free do checkouts for free or like have a lot lower prices that make it more accessible to maori and pacifica yeah well like hopefully like honestly if i like i had this goal before i actually knew what was you know in the degree and all that kind of stuff i have this goal to like do something about it because like the healthcare in New Zealand's a bit funny anyway but I dentistry I don't know it's just so expensive like even myself I like half the time won't even go because I'm like why would I want to pay $200 for a checkup and an x-ray by now you know like it's just not something you want to spend your money on especially with everything else being so expensive these days like a broccoli is $3.50 which stresses me out so much but um it just like I don't know I hope the next generation of healthcare is you know a lot more adaptable and I'm not saying that the older generation are but like I went to a chiropractor can I go into the story <laughs> this is another yeah. healthcare story I went to a chiropractor and like he literally probably he cracked my neck he cracked the center of my back and did one that I've seen on TikTok that I've allowed my family to do and I walked out paying 80 bucks and like I felt mean for that like I don't know, a couple of minutes. And then I was like, I'm back to normal. Like he actually did nothing. And I got no exercises to do at home or like I didn't get any advice on what to do after, you know, for aftercare. So I was just like, okay, so I just paid $80 for someone to literally like flick my back. And like the neck one was really good, I must say. But like still, you know, you're paying for this stuff and it's doing nothing. Whereas like a dentist is fixing a hole in your mouth that will stop an infection that leads to the gum that's irreversible. So I just don't understand why it can't be cheaper like or more funding from the government or something like that so my goal one day would hopefully be to do something or join a team that can sort that out because i think it's ridiculous personally. Ah, it definitely needs to change there has to be some shift in the system whether it becomes more financial aid from the government yeah or just people taking less money yeah and like if it is an expensive like because again i don't actually know i'm not a dentist and if it is an expensive cost for a dentist to um do these things then the government should just step up like i don't understand how we can have 20 dollar gp appointments and it's like they do this this and this but 
the dentist for a checkup, which is also sometimes 15 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, half an hour, is $200. So I think it is a government thing, um, but also, I don't know, I guess private clinics get to dictate how much they charge as well. So you never know. <laughs> Never know. Well, yes, we'll have to wait until you graduate and <laughs> yeah, and then I'll start charging. Then we can find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make your first million and then start reducing the cost. Yeah, after yeah, that. yeah, and then I'll start being a bit cheaper. See how we go. <laughs> nah. So one thing I did want to know is like, um, where did that passion come from? Like, where where did the desire to become a dentist? Where did that come from? It's a it's strange. So I used to love going to the dentist. I don't know why. I would always like be excited for my appointments. And then one day I, um, well, cause I worked at, I didn't go straight to uni out of high school. I um, didn't actually want to go to uni at all. I thought high school was the worst time of my life. Like I hated it. Whole of year 13, I was wagging pretty much. But um, yeah, I just didn't want to go back into any sort of education. And then I was working at Specsavers um, for a couple of years and like just, uh, the job I was doing, you can do a diploma to be qualified in it and then you can like access, you know, do more, higher pay, all that kind of stuff and you can actually buy into Specsavers itself. So I was like, oh, cool, that's something I want to do and then that will be my life kind of thing. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, I think I'm capable enough to do um, something more. So I was like, oh, I'll study optometry. Looked into it, looked into going to Auckland and was going to do the first year there and then I decided um maybe I'll go to Otago you know like I've never been to the South Island I'll change it up and then I applied and they were like sweet come so I was like cool and um yeah next minute I'm in Otago and I after my first year I was just like oh like, I can't be bothered like thinking about going to Auckland I love Dunedin because I was like 22 and then yeah I just decided dentistry was me and the scrubs really sold me I must say I was like yeah <laughs> that's cool I'm gonna look so cute in those and I can wear them for the rest of my life it's like wearing pajamas Man, I hated always seeing them walking around <laughs> in their scrubs and like bro we get it uh, you guys do something cool <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure it's definitely like it must go to their head a little bit because some of them might be strolling around too I'm like mm, okay but I can't you can't be much choice in the mid students surely I don't know. I don't know. You guys are up there. Well, one day. But I think I think at the at the top of like egotistical and cocky, it's got to be the law students. Oh, for sure. Honestly, they're just the next level. I think. Yeah, I feel like uh, the the forgotten ones are all the PE students. No one really knows <laughs> we exist. I was just gonna. You guys are just the humble ones. That's the difference. You don't want it. You don't care. You know oh. about being noticed. What? Well, because you you know. So it's fine. But yeah. I feel like we just went to university because that was the only degree that would take us. <laughs> oh, surely not. And it takes you other places, you know. Like, I don't know. A few of my friends have done it now. Where, where do they end up? Well, you're here. So <laughs> mostly doing masters. So that's cool to see, you know. Carry on. Yeah. Now, most of my mates in PE became teachers. There's, there's a select few that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're doing amazing things. Yeah. Hopefully, they change the, the youth, shape the youth, yeah. um, and make them run as many laps as I had to run in <laughs> PE because I was a mouthy bastard. <laughs> Do the beep test a couple of times and set them straight. 
Oh, I hate the beep test. That and the yo-yo test, they can both get fucked. I've blocked it, like, mentally blocked it. I hated it, <laughs> honestly. I, I just love playing the sports and dodgeball. That was fun. Yeah, that was always a good time. Anything like that in the gym was always good. So you said you didn't really enjoy high school. What, what, what was that like for you then? Um, it was an interesting experience. So like I went into, um, I went to Sacred Heart in Hamilton. So it was an all-girls school and it was a Catholic school. And I went to Catholic school my whole life. So like that wasn't anything to me. But my family weren't super like religious or anything. So I literally kind of just knew the basics. I didn't really care. So, um, so then anyway, I... Year nine was good. Year 10 was good. Like I was trying really hard because I thought that's just what you did at school. And my parents would always encourage me to try really hard. And so that was cool. And then I don't know what happened. Year 11 hit and NCA like appeared and I was like, oh, this is so stressful. And I honestly think the stress, I was like, why am I feeling these things when I don't even want to do, you know, like any go to uni. So who cares? And so then I just became really lazy and really rebellious. And honestly, my parents, if they were here, would be like, she was the devil, like reincarnated, because I would, I, you know, that's when you start drinking and stuff too, like year 11. And I was the oldest in my year. So it was like, you know, and I don't know. And then year 13, like year 12 was okay. I kind of started trying again. And then by year 13, I'd given up. But I was determined not to drop out. So I um, went to school and then in May of year 13, I turned, um, um, yeah, May of year 13, I turned 18 years old and that was it. Because then I started going to town on Thursdays and going to school on Friday and then I'd sleep in the common room all day. And then I got a job. And so I was like, oh, cool, I have a job. And I would literally email my dean off my mum's email once mum had gone to work. And I'd be like, hi, Denny's not coming into school today. She's sick. And then I would um, just go work instead and earn money. So I think earning the money, hating school, I just was like, nah, no, no uni for me. It do be like that sometimes, though. Yeah. It do be like that. It's a whole cycle of growth, I reckon. Yeah, you definitely. You go through high school, you come out, and you're a whole different person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, oh, God, looking back now, like, I was such a little shit. But, like, I'm glad I have outgrown that, you know. I'm a mature adult now, so... <laughs> Sure? Well, you know, I'm trying. This year is a new year, so <laughs> we'll see. Nah. Uh, yeah, like you said, you were looking at Auckland, but then you decided with Otago because it was somewhere you had been before, like down yeah. the South Island. It's crazy that a lot of people pick that because that, that's an option. Yeah. Like, I've never been there, so let's go. Yeah. It's it random. So random. Honestly, I was so uneducated about the South Island that I literally thought, Dunedin was above Christchurch so when people are like oh I'm going up to Christchurch I was like what do you mean going up like I was so confused and then I realized and I looked at a map and I was like okay cool so Christchurch is four hours north that makes sense yeah it's a mish yes but yeah it's like um university is is a huge life choice and life decision and a lot of people just go to Otago because they're like, fuck it, I want a beer. And yeah. it, it seems cool. Yeah. Versus like what that actual paper is like based at that university, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like if I, if anyone ever speaks to me about uni, like we have, um, where I currently work with for my parents and they hire a lot of like um, high schoolers during the summer just to earn a bit of money. And like when I talk to them, I'm like, like make sure you know what you're getting into and I always encourage them to do the gap year too or a couple because like it actually 
like definitely helped me just make better decisions so I probably would have studied business not again, nothing against business but I probably would have studied like business or something because like the thought of being a doctor was just so out of reach for me so I was just like oh yeah um yeah but like taking the gap years and actually understanding and like even like working at Specsavers you know I got a better understanding for what was actually involved and so it was good for me I think so yeah but I even like the foundation year because I did the foundation year at Otago like that was the best thing I probably did for myself going down there because it really does set you up because it's hard like uni is very hard and when people say like in their little graduation post like blood sweat and tears I used to think why would you like what do you mean tears like why would you cry but now I get it because I used to cry all the time (laughs) and still probably will because it's freaking hard and like exams are so stressful assignments are stressful I'm not trying to put anyone off but assignments stress me you know maybe I'm just a stressor but you just have to be prepared and you have to be organized and if you're not naturally like super genius then you've got to be a hard worker Yeah, 100%. I agree with everything you've said there because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of hard work and dedication. And if you're not super passionate about it, don't even bother. If your parents want you to get a degree, don't bother doing it. If it's not in your heart to do it, don't do it. Go travel, go become a mechanic, go keep working at the supermarket if that's what you do and that's what you enjoy. Don't chase some bullshit dream for someone else. No, and like you literally, like one thing I've actually learned being at uni, I lost one of my like good friends in first year who I was studying with and it just made me realise like you literally get one life. Like why would you waste it on caring what other people think? Like even your parents, like obviously you want to make your family proud and you want to like you know, you don't want your parents to be annoyed with you or whatever, especially fresh out of high school, I get it. But, like, the older I get as well, the more I'm like, fuck everyone else. Like, it's my life. Like, if I take 20 years to become a dentist, then who gets? Because I'll still be a dentist. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, But, yeah, and, like, one of my friends has been studying um, for, I want to say, this will be his fourth year. And, like, we were talking last night or maybe the night before, and I was like, um, have you picked your papers yet for the year? And he was like, no, nah, not yet. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, like, I think the cutoff's this date, so make sure, you know, you get onto it. And then he was like, I don't even know if I want to do it. And I was like, well, if you don't want to do it, don't. Like, no one's going to care. No one's going to think, oh, how dare he stop studying? Like, why does it affect anyone else's life? I just can never wrap my head around that, and I always find it so strange when um, people make other people feel bad for those choices. And yeah, nah, straight up, it is crazy that some people think that they have the authority to tell um, you to go and study. And you know what, kids, I highly don't recommend this, but do it. If, if the people telling you to go and study, if they don't have a degree, tell them get fucked. <laughs> straight up. It's not worth it. It's not worth the pain. It's yeah. not worth the pain. It's not. It's really- so Danny, what's what's in store for you in 2023 what what's this year got planned what do you have to do what do you have to get finished <sighs> good question well I want to become a routine girl you know how like you see those TikToks of girls and they wake up and they go to the gym have their coffee and it's like 7 a.m by the time they're done that's going to be me and I'm going to get through the year and hopefully just work on like my mental health as well because that's a big one for me that's probably my biggest goal of the year just make it you know because the rest of my life will fall into place if I can sort that out so yeah that's me that's I I love that so how do you think you're gonna be able to um 
sort that out a little bit more like what are some of the things that you're going to put in place to make sure that you're looking after your own mental health yeah so I think a lot of it comes back to even what we were just talking about before like caring about what other people think like in our generation and the one below and like maybe the one above like obviously social media is huge so we care a lot about what everyone else thinks um and you know what we post and all that kind of stuff um which sucks but I can see why because there's so much like scrutiny and like judgment out there and I'm not surprised but a lot of um my like new year's goals for my mental health is based on like not caring what people think because like I said before like you get one life why would I waste my time stressing about what a person I'm not going to see in next year thinks, you know, I just don't care. So <laughs> I'm changing that. And um, to be honest, I'll probably still have moments throughout the year where I'm crying because I feel like someone's mad at me, but that's okay because it'll be like, it won't be every month. It'll be like once every three months, but it's just a learning thing, I think. And as you get older, you care less anyway. So I think it's, that's a good thing as well. But um yeah, and probably just spending more time, like, with my friends and family. I've got, like, nieces and nephews, and I've got a new niece who's going to be born by the end of the month. So I want to make more of an effort to come home and, like, spend time with them as well because they're growing up so fast. And obviously I don't have kids of my own, so I just, like, love to be around them. Um, and what else? And, yeah, like I said before, like, I want to get into routine and, like, actually stick to it. And I want to eat healthier, exercise, all that typical New Year's, <laughs> goal stuff but I actually want to do it instead of just saying it and then waiting till December 31st next year or this year sorry and then being like okay we'll try again like I just want to do it and like I've been seeing a lot of things where it's like you know you do have an off day or you have an off couple of days and you don't do anything and like who cares again it comes back down to like who cares it's it's in yourself so if I have a day where I'm like oh I can't go to the gym today because I feel meh then I'll just be like cool who cares day off so it'll be good um yeah and I've been journaling I know this sounds really cringe but like I've been writing in a journal since the first of the month and honestly it helps so much because I have a lot on my mind all the time as you can probably tell from the way I talk but um it's so good to write it all down how you're feeling morning and night sometimes if you want in the middle of the day because it actually takes away so much of the like mess in there and you just have so much more room for like normal thoughts and like just what you're doing. Cause I forget stuff all the time and it's because I'm so consumed by a million other things. So it's nice to just, yeah, be a bit more on track. Good. I rate that. Mm. That's on. Yeah. There's so many tips like the Fano at home listening or watching can take out of that. And for those that don't know Danny, Danny thinks everyone's mad at her on a regular <laughs> occasion. She's like, are you mad at me? Yeah. Like, I have to ask. Like, bro. Even though you've given me no indication that you're mad at me, you've been talking to me happy, smiling. I, I just have to check, you know, just my own inner peace. So. <laughs> so you say that you use uh, journaling as a way to help you ease a lot of what's going on in your mind. Are you able to, like, share with us what it is you journal? Not share the details of what you're journaling, but what are some of the things that um, yeah. you put down in the paper? Yeah, so... I um, start in the morning, like I'll wake up and I my journal's really close to me. So what I do is I'll just grab it um, as soon as I wake up and I just write down three goals for the day and they can be tiny as well. Like they can just be like drink a bottle of water, go outside in the sun for an hour, 
um, anything like that, or even bigger ones, I feel like it, but so far just little ones like that, because I need to have a bit of water intake. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you can just change them up or even do the same one every day if it's making you feel good. But like that feeling of accomplishment when you've done those, um, like you come back at nighttime to write in your journal again, you've been like, oh, hey, I did this, this and this today. It's just so like rewarding, even though it's tiny, but like for yourself. Um, and then I write down three things I'm grateful for in the morning because one of my really good friends told me to do that when I was quite low mentally and he just said to me like if you start writing what you're grateful for you'll realize you know how good life is and I was like okay cool so that's what I started doing and it really does make you realize the good things in your life because you're grateful for them and then um, yeah and then at the end of the day I'll just come back to my journal look at my goals whatever and then I just start writing whatever happened to my day or like the highlights of it or even the really bad stuff for me that happened that day um but it's just nice to vent like I know it's to a book but it's just nice to like have a conversation with yourself kind of and just like be like hey this happened and just let it all out and then yeah it's just a really good way to offload without having to um tell everyone what or tell someone sorry everything you're feeling yeah I love that. I love that. So it's like just your little buddy, really. It really is, yeah. And you can buy cute ones, <laughs> so that's always a bonus. Oh, man. So the um, task accomplishment that you were talking about, how, you know, just even the smallest things helps you achieve uh, bigger goals at the end of the day, reminds me of, have you read that book yeah. or heard that um, that speech that Navy SEAL guy gave? when he talks about getting up at 4am and like the first thing you should do every day is make your bed because by making your bed, you've now accomplished something before your day's even begun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you seen or read that book? Yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good book. And yeah, like, um, task accomplishment is, is such an underrated, uh, aspect of life. I reckon just those mini wins help you achieve those bigger wins. Totally. And like when you realize you're capable of doing the little things, it encourages you to do the bigger things. You're like, oh, well, if I can do three little things a day, like, you know, of course you could set a bigger goal and accomplish it. And like you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. Like that's not even just a cliche saying, like if you want something and you work hard enough, you'll get it. So I just, yeah, I think little goals are a great way to start, especially for people that are mentally really low at, at any stage. But, um, you know, even if it's just, like, get out of bed. Because, like, there have been times where I won't leave my room for a whole day because I'm just like, no, why would I want to go anywhere? But, like, getting up, having a shower, going out, you know, getting a coffee, just little things make such a big difference. Shit, yeah. It's all those little accumulation of points. Eventually you'll reach whatever you want to reach in life. So true. Because, like you said, if you achieve small things and then your mind starts to realize wow, i could achieve anything i want to all i've got to do is just make it happen yeah and like you can't just achieve big things because <laughs> that's just not realistic so you have to you know do the small things to get the big things anyway half the time so you might as well come really good at doing the small things and accomplishing those and then you'll be even more of an expert when it comes to the big things exactly and that's why uh the day we're recording this that's why i posted up that i finally reached 50 <laughs> subscribers on youtube it was my goal i set out for Yay, last year that's so, good. so we finally made that. that that's not big to many people but hey we're not no that's huge yeah. though like 
No, I was just going to say, like, something you started, like, not that long ago, to be honest, in the big scheme of things, is, like, already growing, and it's so good to see, and, like, it's cool, like you said, you know, like, you brought up the PE degree thing, <laughs> and how, like, where are they now, but, like, they're doing cool things like this, like, it's so, it's so cool, and, like, everyone has a different path in life, and this is yours, obviously, at least for now, if you don't want to carry on one day, but, like, you know, you've done it, and you can say you've done it, and you've done well, so yeah no thank you yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy i definitely wouldn't be here without a lot of the support of my pe peers and uh friends like yourself and everyone else that i call up on the show because the show's nothing without uh all the guests coming on because i'm pretty sure those 50 people (laughs) get bored of listening to me blabber on for 20 episodes (laughs) now surely that's all they're for I hardly doubt it, but hey, if they they stick around long enough, we'll see the magic happen. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So true. But you also touched on um, the three things that you're grateful for. How often did you say that you you write down the three things that you're grateful for? So I'll just do it in the morning. So that only started when I got the journal. And because I said I had um, like that really good friend that told me to do that when I, and honestly, I'd think in the morning, like they'd tell me to do it. And then I'd do it and I'd do it that one time and then I'd never do it again unless I remembered randomly. So being able to write it down and then like be like, it just becomes a pattern. Like it's so good. And then you really just like, honestly, like for example, I'll just give you an example of one of them. I spent the day with my dad the other day and like me and my, obviously I live away from my parents and like, even when I come up to see them, like I'll spend time with them, obviously, but it's kind of like as a whole, but me and my dad just went into town and like hung out and it was so nice. Like I was like, why don't I just hang out with my dad more? Like, this is so cool. And like, we did lots of little things and it was cool. And then I wrote the next day, like I was grateful that I got to like spend time with my dad because like, those are things I'll miss one day. And so like, it's just, you know, it was cool. That's it. Those are the moments that you can't replace exactly yeah right. ah, those those i reckon those are the moments that are always overlooked you're like oh man i've always got time to spend with my parents i'll be around forever but you know clock's ticking yeah and no one lives forever yeah it is no and like anything can happen like it's you just never know so you know if you get the opportunity take it because it's yeah Hard. life is short like i said Hard out. <laughs> no, that, that's a mean that's a mean thing to be grateful for and I definitely think I'll start writing those things down and maybe I'll, I'll track them every now and then and maybe I'll post them on, on the stories. Depends. We'll see what... Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I just got to figure out how to make it sort of engaging. <laughs> Content creation yeah. is hard. Oh, I can't even imagine. Like, honestly, you are so brave and so strong. <laughs> no. Like, I can hardly work my phone, bro. Like, honestly... <laughs> Aren't all females like good at social media and shit? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Like, I try, my sister and one of my really good friends edits any photo, like, puts a filter on any photo I post, you know? And, like, I upload it. That's probably the best I can do, <laughs> uploading. Maybe post a story, but I, I'm not very, like, I love looking at other people's pictures and Instagram and stuff, but I'm shocking for myself. It is, it is a hard world and you have to like you got to be on point with those filters the captions uh the the, the types yeah. of photos you're taking too you got to be consistent it, it's a hard thing to follow 
It is. It really is. And like, it's actually crazy to me, like the feeling of validation when people like your photo and stuff, like it just cracks me up. I'm like, Oh my God, I've got like a hundred likes. So like yesterday I posted a story of the beach and like, I don't know, 10 people liked my story. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. But like, it's really not like, it's probably nothing to them. Yeah. They probably just a tap on But it's just funny past. how it makes you, <laughs> you accidental as thus skipping my story. It is crazy the way that that um those endorphins that you do get when you know it's like notifications are dinging off on your phone. You're like, oh, oh, what's going on? What what's happening? Yeah, honestly, and then like you check every single one. Like you can't just leave your phone for like ten <laughs> minutes to like simmer. You have to like every time if I ever post it. This is exposing myself now, but legit, if I ever post an Instagram picture because it's it's very rare because I'm so bad at it, but um I will have my phone next to me at any time I get a notification. I'm like, oh, look, who is it? Who is it? Like, I can't help myself. That's because you get that weird sense of validation, eh? Yeah, it is. Like, honestly, obviously you're posting pictures of yourself generally. So I'm like, oh, my God, they think I'm pretty. Well, you know, like, it just like, ah. And it, in reality, I'm sitting there in my, my pajamas with no makeup on and like, you know, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. So it's just funny. Social media is fun. It really is. It really is. It's, it's a weird place. Like um, on TikTok, yeah. it's, it's my worst performing platform at the moment. There's this one video. I just I just mm. was like, I put everything that goes on Instagram and YouTube goes on TikTok as well. And so like I was just on yeah. there messing around with a filter. It was like a, a, a FIFA Ultimate Team one and it come out with it like i don't know i don't even play fifa that much i don't play ultimate team and i got like a, it must have been a cool car because like i got a few likes on there it's, it's the most viewed video and it's only got like 200 something views on tiktok it's my most liked yeah. video um, most liked and viewed video on tiktok and i didn't even put any effort into mm. it whereas all the ones that i put out on tiktok yeah. normally i put in so much effort and yeah, know nah, they don't even scratch the surface so i'm like you are weird whatever you people are liking it's strange right I know it's so strange but then honestly like I find myself watching the strangest stuff and I'm like <laughs> and then I'll skip all the meaningful things you know like I'm like I'll see all this like advice skip 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 and then I'll see a video of a chiropractor cracking this lady's neck and I'm like oh this is great watch it so it's yeah it's strange it's a really weird world yeah all you need is to like just have a cool dance and and one of the trending songs and you're away yeah Definitely. And the right upload time, I think, is important because, you know, then it appears on everyone's for you page and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that is key. Uh, also, another thing they say is to pump out at least three pieces of content every day. That, that's that's too much right now. That's a lot of content. I don't, I don't yeah, have that's... that much content. All that much time. Like, who has that much time? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'll be having to <laughs> record a podcast bloody every hour of the day and then flip back podcast straight up into content and just pump that out it's too much it's unrealistic gary yeah no yeah <laughs> it is very unrealistic so you've got no aspirations to to become a, a content creator on social media you don't want to blow up like the um charlie and dixie d'amelio <laughs> well for a start i can't dance for shit but um also <laughs> When I was, um, like, younger, I used to be, like, obsessed with makeup. Like, oh, like, I'm talking 17, 18. And then I went to America um, when I was 18. Oh, yeah, 18. And I bought all this makeup. And, like, it was, you know, because YouTube was really yeah. big then. 
and like beauty gurus and all that kind of stuff and I was like this is what I'm gonna do like this is gonna be my job for all this makeup like I'm pretty sure I didn't buy anything else like obviously food <laughs> but that's probably it and um honestly I came back to New Zealand like probably did my makeup five times with that makeup and then um unless I was going out and then that was it. And I was like, well, okay, firstly, I, I personally, especially back then, did not have the confidence for that anyway. So I don't know. But yeah, no goals for that for me. Um, I enjoy watching like your stuff and like other people's stuff, but it's just not really where I see myself going in life. Man, you shouldn't have given up on that dream when you went to America. You should have come back. You did it. You could, you could have been one of the biggest uh, New Zealand content creators. I don't like calling them influencers. No, I would have been one of those ones that you know those ones that like upload all the time and like they get three likes not nothing against them but that would have been me and i would have thought i was really cool and then i wouldn't have had a job and it just wouldn't have worked out well, not with that attitude you could have you could have made it happen <laughs> yeah me trying to inspire everyone like you can do anything you put me in mind to and then like telling myself i can't do it. you never know it could, it could be a you could be the next biggest uh content creating dentist Maybe, maybe, yeah. As TikTok's still around, when I eventually graduate, because I'll be like 50 at this rate, <laughs> I will um, start putting educational videos out and hopefully they just take off. And then I can just be a bit of both, you know, live both my dreams <laughs> yeah, out. True, true. You could even film TikToks this year and put up like mini vlogs of just how your day goes studying and shit. That is true. But I just don't, again, like it comes down to like, for me, like, I have to block every single person I know <laughs> if I was to do that. So they could never find me until I was big. Cause I don't, I don't know. And see, that goes back to caring what people think. Why do I care? Actually, no, you're right. Audi. It's time to not care. Yeah, 100%. That's how this started. I was like, man, fuck. I don't want to promote it on my own socials yet, which is, which is why I really haven't pumped it that hard on my own personal stuff. But like, I wanted to have at least a little bit of content before some of my friends come looking through. Cause if you only got one video, then they just got to judge you off one video. But if you got at least two or three, yeah. then they go, Oh yeah, this isn't too bad or a bit weird, but uh, I'll see where it goes. Yeah, for sure. And like, honestly, you're, uh, I love watching your thing and I like, you know, I have a short attention span. So when you upload the little snippets, that's even better for me. Cause like, I'm like, cool. And I, I just think it's so cool. And like, you know, you probably feel in yourself that your confidence has grown since starting this. Right. So like, and I don't know, like, I think these things that like what you're doing kind of like mold you into the people that you are. So like, you were obviously a great guy to start with. Otherwise I wouldn't be here and I would probably wouldn't be your friend, <laughs> but um, it's cool to see even how much you've like, growing and like from when i first met you to now like it's really cool no thank you it means a lot it's it's, it's definitely yeah. a fun journey and like i love this opportunity i get to have to sit down with my friends and make these connections and and talk a little bit more than what we normally would you know you can't really talk like this yeah. at, at, on a saturday night in, in the middle of vault 21 <laughs> it's a little bit difficult <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. And everyone's a bit too hard on like, Sundays um, to give a fuck. Yeah, and I think any time you and I hung out, like really, was us, either you were taking the piss out of me or we were just laughing at, you know, other people being silly. So it was just like always that. Like it was never like actual genuine combos like this, uh -huh. which is cool. Like it's cool to have both. Yeah, it's, it's got to have that balance. That, that's what a good friendship is. Yeah. And, at, exactly. and the laughing yeah. at other people is most likely just laughing at Tawanui. Let's not lie. 
Yeah, that's what I was meaning. It was our. It was always our. <laughs> Love that guy. I need to get him on the show at some point. You so do. He would be hilarious. <laughs> nah, it, it will be. It'll be crazy though. I'm not too sure how it would work. He's he's yeah, he's a bit that is true. he's a bit unpredictable. He is so unpredictable. You'd have to like censor so much. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, so what what's been one of your most memorable moments at university so far? Like what's been a standout moment for you? Good question. Um, what has been a standout moment for me? Actually, I know what it is. So obviously, I come from um, a half white, half Maori background, and growing up, I was in a predominantly white environment. Like I lived in Pātea and I lived in South Tapamaki, but even though it was like there were a lot of Māori people around, I still grew up very, I don't know if this sounds wrong, but I grew up really white. Like I was ultimate basic, (laughs) which is fine. I don't mind that. And sometimes I still am. But um, I I didn't really have much to do with like the Māori side of myself. And like, I didn't even think about it. Like it wasn't even like, oh, what am I missing out on? It was just kind of, it just wasn't a thing. And so my mum's Māori and my like nan and like I grew up going to good eyes and stuff like that, but I didn't understand anything. And it got like it was so bad that when I first moved down to Dunedin, I lived with um two friends who are both doctors now, and like they were fully invested in like Māori, you know, life and like um learning to feel and stuff like that. And I couldn't even say kia to them because I was so embarrassed of how it would sound because like I just hadn't grown up with it. And I was just like um I, yeah like they would like I'll give you five dollars to say kia and I was like I can't like I just can't do it because I was again so scared what they would think and it, like it just sucked and so I actually have a lot of like um gratefulness I guess towards those two because they really did encourage me and they're like look like you know obviously I'm Māori and I um come from you know like my ancestors all that kind of stuff and I deserve to like, because I'm on the Māori pathway, so, like, I deserve to go through the Māori pathway, because that's, you know, it's me, and, but, and they never made me feel bad about it, but I was just, like, and myself, I was, like, do I deserve it, because I can't even say kia like, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, like, you, I wanted to learn, and I was, like, no, I'm, I'm gonna be better than this, so that's my standout moment, like, becoming more comfortable with who I am, and becoming more familiar and comfortable with my culture, because, now I'm like an advocate. Like if I hear anyone say anything racist, bro, like, I am on them like straight away. The comments on like NZ Herald like drive me fucking crazy. Honestly, I get so wound up, like so wound up. And like I'll just say it now. Like if I hear someone say something, I'm like fuck up. Like sorry, am I allowed yes. to here? Okay. Or I'll just be like, Shh, what? And or I'll call them out straight away. I'll be like, why? Why? Because I want to know what their reasoning is, even though I know it's. If you're racist, you're reasoning shit. But, like, I want to know what you think. <laughs> like, honestly, it drives me nuts. And now, like, I um, I did a conversational Māori paper last year and, like, I was learning more and, like, I find myself, like, if I don't know a word, I'll search it. But I'm definitely becoming more comfortable with even, like, speaking or, like, um, like obviously not fluent at all or anywhere near. But, like, I want to be one day and, like, even just learning – the small bits that I have just makes me feel so good as well and like makes me feel more connected so it's not that's my standout moment like becoming more comfortable with my culture and who I am mean that's that's yeah that's what it's all about really is it is learning yeah. more about your own identity and, and being proud of 
both sides, you know, both our Pākehā and our Māori uh, sides. Definitely, yeah. We're stronger when we combine the two. Yeah, we are. And, like, when you can understand both sides, it's really, like, it is a good way to be because, like, you can educate people on both sides as well. Well, you know, like, to an extent. You can never change anyone. Well, you can change, sorry that's wrong you can change people's minds but it is you know if they've grown up thinking one thing it's quite difficult and like it's fair if they've been you know brought up a certain way then that's just what it is and like you can try your hardest but sometimes it's a brick wall you know you're not going to get through so it is but you're so right about the two cultures like I'm so proud of both you know cultures and where I come from like my dad and my mum and like I rep both obviously but um it's just cool when you start to learn more about one side that you didn't know before hard and it, it's such a privilege to that, that you're able to uh, rediscover who you are because you see some people out there that uh were in that position you know that, that you come through that just don't want to offend anyone by saying anything incorrectly you just don't have the confidence within yourself to to be as proud um as you are to be maori and now you're out here killing it you're changing the game there's no better time to reclaim who you are and your identity than the present so you're doing amazing so you're gonna get better from here thanks man yes exactly only up so so how how was your conversational um the real paper last year how'd you find that it was cool it was my favorite paper um so it was interesting obviously because i am a little bit more passionate now about wanting to learn the language and everything it's helpful but it was just it, it was cool like it's really interesting and like it's um i don't know like words you just it's cool how you can retain things <laughs> like um people because I'm in Matodi Bay at the moment and like it's very um like the iwi is very involved with like um the campground that my parents manage so it's cool because I hear a lot of like te reo and stuff being spoken and I'm like I can hear bits and pieces of that and actually understand it like it's cool it's actually like really rewarding so that paper is really good and I would encourage anyone to do that especially if you're wanting to learn because it's, yeah, it's really helpful. Hard. And that's, I reckon that's the most rewarding part of learning the little is when, like, obviously you can't pick up the whole conversation, but you're picking pieces out of it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the, the gist of what they're saying. Cool, that's on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard. And you feel, you're like, yes, like, that's li- not only if I learned something, but, and I can, like, use it in everyday life, like, by here and, like, obviously I'm eavesdropping but like um it's cool that um like yeah it just makes you feel good it's another one of those like validation things like you're just like cool like, not only did I learn that but that, that's part of who I am and you know it just makes you feel good I like it the hard and it's the reclamation of our ancestors um just because our parents or grandparents didn't have the opportunity doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't take any opportunities to reclaim what is rightfully ours, which is our language, our culture, yeah. our, our tikanga. Exactly. And I that's one thing I love about our generation and the ones below um, is that we aren't afraid to kind of stand up and say, this is wrong or like this, whatever happened in the past, isn't okay like obviously it happened can't change it but you know we, we want to change what it is now and I, I love that and like we're not afraid to kind of just be like mm, nah that's the past it's like we're a new age now so we're gonna start again and I think that's cool 
hard and there's so many opportunities out there whānau if um, you're unsure and you you want to just look online um, find online trail uh, classes uh, you can get Scotty Morrison's Māori Made Easy books or um, audio books they're great as well um, but there's there's so many opportunities out there whānau they're just waiting for you to take them and teachers if you're a teacher and you want to learn the real Māori, they have Te Ahu o Te Reo, which is a Ministry of Education run program. Uh, your teachers get paid $500 um, to the school per teacher. So get in, check it out. Really cool. Where do you think you see yourself in the next five years? Because how long is it going to take you to get through this? <laughs> this question. Yeah, like five years. This question stresses me out. <laughs> um, so hopefully on the right track uni-wise, like, you know, not repeating or all that kind of stuff. Um, this is a hard one because, like, ideally I would um, – because I'm 26, so I'm kind of getting to that age. And, like, I've always said since I started uni – well, to be fair, I didn't really want kids a little while ago, but I, I really want, like, a kid. <laughs> This sounds so stupid. Okay, I want a child because like, I I want to be a mum and like I don't want to be too old. And um, not that there's any wrong time to have a child, but like just personally <laughs> for me, I would like to. <laughs> this is a ramble, but so that's one thing. I, ideally, in five years, if I'm not a mum, then I don't know what's happened. I, who knows? But um, I want to be on the right track with uni. I want to come back to this video in five years and be like, hey, I've been in a routine for five years. You know, I might change it up every now and then, but I'm still a routine girl. <laughs> and what else do I want? And I just want some really solid, you know, I want that solid foundation of friendships. Like I, you don't have to have heaps of friends. I just want lots of good ones. I mean, you know, like um, a small group of good ones. And, but yeah, that's probably yeah. all I can see for now. What about yourself? That's dope. That's dope. Me? <clears throat> the next five years, shit. Great question. Um, I hate when people flip it on me. Hey, this is my show. I do the questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm the host now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to be a damn host on this show. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, five years, five years. I would have loved to have established this platform. Uh, hopefully yeah. it's still running in five years time hopefully I've got an editor by then if I'm being honest like this yeah. is a lot of work <laughs> if I've got an editor I will be stoked um, yeah so maybe just having an editor that, that that would mean that this is still going and this is still a, is still a thing I'd, I'd hope to actually have have the um, the 99 dreams clothing line established by then We've got hoodies coming out. and That's cool. Oh, by the time this episode releases, they should be out by now, or at least in the next couple of weeks. Um, Very cool. So hopefully have that established. Yeah, we, we, we've got, I might as well say it, because fuck it, why not? We've got conceptualized, <laughs> we've got hoodies releasing. That's going to be the first thing. Um, but then cool. once the if, if, and when the hoodies sell, uh We'll be releasing the 99 Nightmares collection, which will be all our printed uh, hoodies and t-shirts. 
So the 99 Dreams collection will just be kind of like a clean hoodie with just the logo and a fukatoki. And then the 99 Nightmares will yep. just be the more artistic stuff, the, the printed stuff that gets That's really clothes. cool. So that, that's that's what I'm hoping in the next in the next five is to have that established um, and to still have this platform here. And hopefully it's still growing and it still provides worth to some people. That sounds very cool. I like those goals. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Uh, I was supposed to make a vlog out of it, actually. Maybe I will. <laughs> we'll see. I need to create more content. I love me a vlog. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to cut them down after you said you, you I was like, five minutes? You're like, no, nah, it's got to be more like a minute. I'm like, shit, I can't do a minute. But I yeah, I don't know like what three, it, you know. Three and a half. No, that's that's good. Three's, three's good because it's like enough of your day, but it's not like too much of your day. Not that I don't want to see your day, Dawadi. It's just like, I again, back to the short attention span. No, the latest It's just one. I can't watch anything longer then. Yeah, fair. The latest one is me at the Sky Tower. That was, that was my most recent film oh, flaw. Yeah. That was just a quick day trip. It was fun. Um. Oh dang! Now, because you asked me what my five year plan was, I, I I was like, I had some questions ready to ask you about yours. Dang it! Sorry, put you well, off. <laughs> we'll move on to the next. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. That's cool. just how the show rolls. We've got this thing on the show called the Dream Deposit Box. Now, yes, on the box it says, "Always remember." when they doubted you it's a trey young sneaker box giving eddie there's so much free airtime right now with these sneakers but in here is the dream <laughs> that every one of my guests have come on the show and deposited over their time here we're getting close to get like 30 or 40 in here um so what That's is cool. a dream of yours that you'd like to achieve and for more preface is on the back wall behind me, every time someone achieves a dream, we're going to put this little post-it note up there with either, you know, a memento, a photograph, an article of them achieving those those dreams. That's cool. Um, I have a couple of dreams, but I think the one that will happen first will be graduating. Like that is a dream of mine and to like, you know, walk down the street of Dunedin with my family and like maybe friends and just feel that again, accomplishment, you know, I just, I can't wait to feel done with uni and just like ready to start that next chapter of my life. So I think that's probably my, the dream that's most attainable and probably going to happen first. Mean. All right. Well, you'll have to send us a photo and then I can put that up there. That might be one of the, when when are you supposed to graduate? How long is it going to take? Uh, good question. Let's not put a date on it, just in case. No, 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 but just just give me a rough timeline. I'm trying to figure out who's the closest. Like, I'm I'm the furthest from getting up there. Why? What's your dream? Wait, okay, five years, I think. But what's your dream? I do want to know. Uh, well, one of them is to own a McLaren. And that's like three hundred and seventy thousand nice. dollars. <laughs> yeah, spare change. Well, if you like have right that car before I graduate, oh, that's very cool. Wait, how long do you have off your thesis to go? Oh, we don't talk about that. We we just move on. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry. It's just like a personal question. No, I'm question. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I've, I've got a while, but not a while. Uh, I'm, I'm like stuck in limbo. I started yeah. doing this instead of doing my thesis. So I'm a bit yeah. behind. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> we'll get there. Did you have another dream that you want to achieve? Yeah. It's outside of graduation. We can put that in as well. Yes. So like, okay, cool. Let's put that up, but it might be a good while. Um, so my biggest dream is to own <laughs> my own good. clinic. Um, <laughs> so I want to be able to, you know, open up somewhere. I'm probably realistically and ideally going to base myself back in Tubmaki. Um, if I could be in South Tubmaki, that would be amazing. Cause that's where, you know, um, I grew up and everything. And like, I kind of know the communities down there and what's going on. So that would be cool. Um, but if I ended up, say, in New Plymouth or something, I would be quite happy with that too because it's a beautiful place. But, but yeah, I just want to open a clinic and I just want to, you know, give back to where I came from. That will be the most, like, fulfilling, satisfying feeling I'll ever get if I can sit in a dentist chair, well, you know, the chair that the dentist sits on, and um, start treating someone <laughs> in the place I grew up. <laughs> that will mean heaps to me. Aha. That's on. I love that. I love that it's, you know, you want to come back and give back to the community here in Taranaki. Uh, I'm biased. Yeah. I always got love for Taranaki. doesn't matter whether it's north or south Taranaki. I've got love for all Taranaki and our people here. Same. We are, we are, we are, I don't even know what we are, but we are gangster. We are amazing. We're the best place to be. That's why we are yeah. the center of the universe. <laughs> I think so too. I fully agree with everything you're saying and no one can convince me otherwise. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's on. That's on. And trust me, when it comes to graduation, it's it's a feeling like no other, like just that sense of accomplishment, like you said. But to be honest, my my favorite part of graduating was Māori grad. That's the best part of it. So when you get to experience that, yeah. oh, you're going to love it. Yeah, I can't even, like... I've thought about it, obviously, but, like, I, I can't imagine what I've not experienced. And, like, I've been to multi graduation before, and, like, I was the whole time just sitting there being, like, I cannot wait until this is me. Like, I've even said to people, oh, I don't really care about the other one because, like, the multi one means so much to me. <laughs> like, I want to, you know, well, yeah, I don't know why. It just, it does. And, like, I just can't wait. And my mum has claimed for the, since I started uni, so 2019, that she's got a quarter while on the way because like um my family don't have one uh I'm a my uncle went to uni and I think a couple of my cousins and but like in my immediate family I'm the first one to go um but yeah mum's been talking about a quarter while for years now so yet to see that begin but we'll hopefully by the time I graduate it exists <laughs> yeah Still there? Yes, can you hear me? Ah, oh, yeah, we've got you back. Oh. Uh, sorry. That's all good, it's all good, it's all good. Just cut out a little bit there at the end. It's probably recorded on your end, but might not on mine. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. But that's all good. There's a perfect time to segue into another one of our um, 
our little segments that we do here on the podcast, and that is if you were able to have let's go with let's go with twenty one year old Danny. If if you were able to sit down next to twenty one year old Danny and you know, if you got the opportunity to tell her one thing or give her, you know, one piece of advice, what would that advice be? That is a really good question and a very deep question, I feel. But I think I would tell her that there's going to be some really hard times and it really does get better. Like there's going to be times where you think there is no out like nothing's gonna be able to fix the issue or how you feel but it really really does get better and like you can do things for yourself that kind of I don't know that will help and there are ways to you know there's no shame in asking for help and things like that but yeah that's probably it I think I would just make sure that I knew that life is hard because it is yeah but there are so many good things in it that should just keep you going so yeah love that i rate that that's such a beautiful sentiment mm. like life is tough but you just gotta keep going push yeah. through get over it <laughs> yeah yeah as much as you can yeah <laughs> what's been one of those moments where you've like fuck life is tough but i gotta get over it hmm. where should i start <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, so doing this like a new podcast. Like, no, um, I don't know. Like I've had plenty. Trust me, I'm like ultimate sad girl. But um, I, I don't know. I think a lot of my time in Dunedin has been kind of sad, and that's because I've been through a few things down there, which like it's just unfortunate. It's not Dunedin, but um, so like I don't know. I've had family pass away. I've had friends pass away. I've gone through breakups. Like it's just been a lot of sad times um but yeah I don't know I don't really have a particular time where I can think of um that's really really significant because they all have their own kind of significance you know yeah no definitely I mean everything is a lesson in its own different way yeah 100% and like I've made bad choices trust me like Sometimes I do things and I'm just like, what was I thinking? Or like, why did I ever think that was a good idea? But then, I don't know. Like, you just learn. All you can do is learn and be better. So. So it looks like an exciting 2023 for you. And you've got a few goals that you want to achieve over the next coming years, which is going to be hella fun. Um, Definitely looking forward to seeing the journey play out for you. So as we start winding up the episode here, is there anything that you're up to, anything that you want the people to know that you're doing or where can they find you if they want to reach out? (laughs) Promo. Um, I don't know. If you want to find me, I'm on Instagram. I think my, what is it called? Handle is just at Danny Douglas. Pretty sure. Um, I'll leave it down below. Thanks. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, so um, what was the other part of the question? Uh, do you have anything going on? Like, is there anything cool you got going on that you're up to over the summer? 
Um, so no, I'm well. It's kind of cool. I'm working, but I'm at the beach working, so it's like half and half. And well, you know, earning money, but I don't get to go swimming every day, so that's lame. But I'm on days off at the moment, so I'm <laughs> taking advantage. Although the weather's been so crappy up here, I don't know how it's been in New Plymouth, but it's been so bad. Yeah, more or less the same with it. Yeah. Rain and mad winds. Yeah, it's pretty rip off to be honest, but all good. Can't have it all. <laughs> it's the worst. It is. Wish we could. I know. No. Care. Oh, um, what else? Um, nah, I'm just waiting for my niece to be born, to be honest. That's kind of it. But I'm heading back to Dunedin <laughs> at the start of February. So yeah, that'll be cool get back down there and start my life again you know it's kind of weird because you go from like one life to another life um it's so funny and then like you're the same person but you just live two completely different lives I feel like I don't drink every weekend here and my family's <laughs> not in Dunedin so yeah no it really is like that like even I found that like even when I went back for a few trips last year there's just a different vibe being in Dunedin it's it's <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's not the same when you come back home no it's like the it's like a culture in itself down here eh? like you just you're there's a certain type of person and like expectation and like you just kind of fall into it it's funny <laughs> yeah and hey make the most of it while you're down there because yeah. when you come up back to taranaki oh it's not the same yeah i mean the clubs in new plymouth go off don't they you know same as both so no. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I'm excited to, think... you know, get back there, but I will enjoy Dunedin while I can. I'll take it, you know, I don't want to take it for granted. So, yeah. Uh, no, nah, that's me. And I want to give a huge shout out to you. Thank you so much, Danny, for jumping on the show and spending some time with us and letting us get to know you a little bit more. You've definitely dropped a lot of wisdom on everyone today. It's good. <laughs> super grateful for it it's been a great chat i've loved it no same it's been so cool and thank you for having me and dealing with my pre-podcast nerves because there were a lot of them but i've really enjoyed it it's been nice to like you said like get to know i know you but like just talk to you on a different level it's really cool yeah like that's what i love is we get to peel back some layers and, yeah. and go beyond the superficial shit that we normally talk about so. Hello. <laughs> it's great i love it and yeah it's been it's been so amazing talking to you yeah same awesome fano and if you're still listening thank you so much for uh sticking through it's been a great episode i've i really enjoyed it and i don't know why danny was so nervous there's been nothing i've been worried about she done great so thanks everyone for listening this is the 99 dreams podcast i've been Audi. our guest is danny thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next one take care everyone and modi order